Hey. You're listening to Big Talk with Big Nate, brought to you by The Daily Goat, your go-to place for the latest news in baseball. And strike three called. They haven't been to the World Series since 2000, and the Mets are on their way back. Football. Rex Ryan said, I have to be better than Bill Belichick on one day. Put it on the two of them early in the week. It was that early interception that certainly changed the momentum to Harris play. It didn't lead the points, but it looked like right out of the gates that the Patriots were going to be taking it down and scoring. It was a whole lot tougher for that offensive unit the rest of the day. Basketball. Lynn puts it up. Movies. Avengers! Assemble. And TV shows. I'm Daredevil. And now the host of Big Talk with Big Nate, Nate Olshan. back everybody to another episode of Big Talk with Big Nate. In this episode I'm going to be doing a review on Dennis Villanueva's Dune, the first movie in what has now been announced to be at least a, uh, two parts. Uh, there are six books in total of the Dune series. Dune Part 2 was coming out in October of 2023, so about two years away, and we'll see how many more movies it gets from there, but I'm going to guess it might get Hopefully, 8 to 10 move films. I'd love for them to adapt every single one of the books. It's a great book series. Uh, I've read the first few. I had to read one of them sophomore year at college uh, for one of my classes. And it was just a great series. I read the next two books, and I just haven't gotten into reading the other ones. Definitely after watching this movie, I want to get back into it and finish up the, the book series because it is just its a great series. It's a great story. It's phenomenal. And Moon Wave, we did a great job at capturing at least the first half of the first book. And I can't wait to see what his vision is in the next one, and hopefully more beyond then. Well, let's get into the characters, and then I'll get into kind of a review of how the whole thing was uh, as a whole. Timothy Chalamet uh, playing Paul and Treddy's. Great, great choice for the character. He's a great character in the book. Really fascinating, interesting character. And I really just love how Chalamet just did with this role. It's perfect. Uh, Chalamet is a rising actor. He's just, his name's been floating around Hollywood the last couple of years with some of his big movies that he's done. They're not really big movies. This is really probably the biggest film that he's been involved in. Uh, definitely on a just a scale of just how great it was and just everything that was involved with it, from the budget to the elite cast that it had in its ensemble. Just so much stuff going there. And hopefully this will just be... His stepping stone, his uh, his first huge movie that gets his name going and just gets him going into bigger blockbuster films. I really he has a great relationship with Warner Brothers. A lot of his movies have been through Warner Brothers, so I'm hoping that in some day he will get cast for a DC role. Back in the day when Tom Holland, before Tom Holland was announced as Spider Man, Timothy Chalamet was my number one choice. I really wanted him as Peter Parker. Obviously, it didn't go to him with the Holland, and I, I'm happy with the choice. It's, he's been perfect. 
but it just is kind of that what if question of how would Chalamet be a Spider-Man? I think he would have been perfect. It would have been really neat to see that. But there are many roles in comic and superheroes in the, within the comics that he could play. Many characters from Marvel and DC. But I'd love to see him play Terry McGinnis in a Batman Beyond movie, TV series, it's live action, whichever whichever one they do. I think it's coming eventually, and I'd love to see Villain Wayvu direct that and help write the script. Because I think that would just be so neat, seeing his futuristic vision that he's done, Blade Runner 2049 in particular, Dune to an extent, takes place in the year 10,000. It would be really neat to see him tackle on our world now, 50 years into the future, 40 years into the future. See Chalamet play kind of, quote-unquote, Batman. It would be really, really neat to see. Chalamet did a perfect job. Uh, next, we go over to uh, Zendaya. I'm not not a huge fan of Zendaya. Really not not really a fan of her acting at all. She is a product of Disney. Yeah, not really a huge fan of her. But she was decent in this movie. She had little lines, small role. It's gonna set her up for the sequel and beyond. She did a pretty good job. It's really, I don't know. It was okay. It's fine. Want to see more of hers? Hopefully. She's got more lines in the sequel, and hopefully it's just better. I'm just not a fan of her. I'm not a fan of her Mary Jane in the Spider-Man trilogy. I'm just not not really for it. I don't know. Just not, not a fan of her. She was fine in this movie. Hopefully with more lines and a bigger role in the sequel, we got to see more of her character. Yeah, just <laughs> she plays a great character, and I just want to see more of her. So hopefully she does a good job in the sequel. Really was really interested in uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Did a great job as Lady Jessica Atreides. Really neat character with her connections to not really corruption, but just a kind of conspiracy theory a little bit. She's really, really interesting. And Ferguson's a really great actress, and she's done some pretty big roles lately. She was uh, Rose the Hat in the Shining sequel, Doctor Sleep. That movie wasn't all that great, but she was one of the best parts of it for sure. And she did a great job in this film. Definitely a huge standout. Really enjoyed her role, how they just had her being kind of a main character, pretty much, and just letting her run with it because she's really talented and her range is just really interesting. And she just did a perfect job in this role. I haven't really seen her been doing an action role in the past, really. Even as Rose the Hat, didn't really have much action. It was just more like just using magic and just scaring the hell out of people. <laughs> but she was great in this movie, just did a great job, and I can't wait to see more of her. The next movie, Dune Part 2, if she makes it out alive, <laughs> the next coming, coming movies, I don't want to spoil anything, who knows, maybe she does, maybe she doesn't, gonna want to check that out, I can't wait to see more of this character. Oscar Isaac had a very minor role uh, as Duke Leto Atreides, uh, he, another actor who's really talented, really great, he's playing Moon Knight, Mark Spector in the upcoming Disney Plus series, and I can't wait for that, it's gonna be, that's gonna be awesome, and I can't, I'm... I'm just so excited. Love that character. One of my favorite superheroes. Oscar Isaac playing him. He's a little older than I would want for the character, but screw it. I'm, I'm down for this. I'm down to see how they how they, how they tackle it. He was great in his role. He just did a really great job at just capturing that. Okay, I'm a leader of this world. Uh, there's a higher power that's in charge of everything. And I'm scared. And I'm going to do what they ask. And then, spoiler alert, gets him killed as far as we know so i'm interested in this i'm interested in the sequel it's going to be great they're really dealing with a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be coming forth uh, with the emperor and everything we haven't seen him yet 
and he, he's really interesting. He's got a really wonky design, and I'm just really intrigued to see how they do this. Jason Momoa played uh, Duncan Idaho, very small role. I know it'd be high. I've read the book, so I was expecting him to die at some point, but I'm kind of glad that they kind of lingered it on a little bit. We got to see more of him. We got to see his relationship with Paul, his relationship with House Atreides, and it was just really cool, really just, really great job at how he did it. He's not, I don't know, I, I, I like Jason Momoa. He's not always great with his acting. I feel like he's kind of just a face and muscle. He was he was fine in this role. He, he was great with his action. He was great. Uh, just some of the ways that he executed some of his lines, they just, I don't know, they just didn't really feel, they just didn't really feel real. I don't know, it's weird. He's great as Aquaman, but I don't know, he didn't, he didn't really impress me right here. Besides his action, he was great with that. Stone Skarsgård, really interesting <clears throat> actor. Uh, he played uh, Baron Vladimir Harkonnen, who is a, as you saw from the movie, very, very interesting character. Just, I don't want to say anything more really about him because I don't want to really spoil much from what's to come in the sequel and hopefully the other movies after. But he's very interesting, very menacing, as you saw in the film. Just a giant kind of like slug kind of guy. Just really cool, really neat. Just he's he's got really interesting abilities, not really powers per se, just abilities that are just... Really interesting, and this make him even more menacing than he is with his 18-foot-long, 18-foot-tall body and just scary persona around him. So he was great. We're going to see more of him. Don't want to get too much into him, but really great actor. <laughs> really great. Really want to see more of him. Hopefully he shows up in the MCU again as Dr. Selvig because he's awesome. The whole Skarsgård family from Stellan to Bill Alexander, Gustav. This is a family of great actors, rising actors, and I want to see more of this family in Hollywood, and I want to see it now, particularly Gustav. Gustav's a great man. He was in Vikings as a main character. He was in the short-lived Netflix series Cursed as Merlin, and he's great. He's really great. He's very underrated. He gets overshadowed by his brothers. He gets overshadowed by his father. I want to see more of him. I really do. I think if they ever make... uh, a movie version of Green Arrow, Oliver Queen, I want it to be Gustav Skarsgård. I think he has that role locked down. He has the look. You can let him have that mustache. You let him have the little goatee. Give him the classic look and suit. Screw it. It'll look a little cheesy, but make it happen. Next up is Josh Brolin as uh, Gurney Halleck, and didn't see much of him at all. I don't want to spoil too much about him, but he was he was Duke Leno right-hand man, Paul's trainer in his in his fighting, and kind of not really a father figure to Paul, but he's kind of a, he obviously has a father, but he's kind of like a a friend kind of family or something, I don't know. He's a really interesting character. We're going to see more of him in the sequel and beyond. He did, Brolin did a pretty good job. Brolin did a, Brolin did a really nice job, obviously coming off playing Thanos, coming off playing Cable in Deadpool 2. He'll be back, hopefully, as Cable. Great actor. Did a great job here in his minor role, and we'll see how he does in the sequel with a bigger role. Javier Bardem, another member of this elite cast, uh, played Stilger 
And Bill Gar is a really, really interesting character. He he becomes. I don't really want to spoil much, but from what you kind of gathered from the towards the end of Dune Part One, he's kind of a father figure to Paul a little bit. So we'll see how that goes out going forward. But he just did a great job. He had another character, very little lines, very minor role, setting him up for future film or hopefully films. Did a really nice job, really great job, really mysterious a little bit. Don't really know too much about him unless you've read the books. So I really like that they kind of kept that with most of these characters where they were just very mysterious, not a whole lot known, not much lines, not much action with them. You just kind of saw them and you're just introduced to them and you kind of have that intrigue. Kind of like with Baron Harkonnen, you get that with Stogar, you got that with Gurney. I'm, I'm pretty hyped, pretty excited to see how this will all go forward with more, more characters, more character development in these future films. Another actor who was really great in this was Dave Bautista as Beast Robin Arkanen. Another character who was really interesting. You didn't see a whole lot of him in the first movie. You kind of got that feeling from his demeanor and from the way that people viewed him that he's he's scary as hell. He definitely not he Bautista definitely knocks that down. I'm not a huge fan of Dave Bautista. He has now been in two Dennis Villeneuve films in Blade Runner 2049 and Dune. And I would say Blade Runner 2049 is, without question, really, my favorite role of Batista's. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm not a huge fan of the MCU version of Drax. I'm not a huge fan of him at all. Uh, they make him into a comedic kind of goof, and I don't really like that in the comic books. He's scary. He's menacing. You get that a little bit in the first movie, the first Guardians film, uh, where he's perceived as a very scary kind of a brute kind of guy but then quickly he just turns to just comedy and just as a goofball i don't like that i don't like that they made him stupid he's pretty pretty great character in the comic books i'd say in the comic books in the guardians of the galaxy he's my favorite member of the team without question and in the films he is uh pretty far from it so hopefully in guardians 3 they make him better but batista it's got some talent there. Villanueva always seems to get it out and really just unlock it. Uh, former WWE, former WWE guy. They don't usually turn into great actors. Most of them really don't. Cena's had a bigger uh, catalog of acting, and he hasn't really done greatness at all besides Peacemaker in the Suicide Squad. Hopefully, soon to come in the show on HBO Max, but. But no way, but he seems to tap greatness out of these guys, really tap into their potential. He's done that with Batista twice now, hopefully moving forward as well. So we'll we'll see how that goes in the future <clears throat> of these films. But I was really a really big fan of how we were introduced to Beast Robin Harkonnen, saw a little bit of him, saw how he's feared across the galaxy, and particularly by the House Treddies. So... I'm hyped. I'm excited. I think the second film is going to be pretty big. It's going to set up some more big things for the future films if they choose to adapt the other five books. And yeah, there we go. I'm I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I, I'm I'm just really big fan of the story. It's just great. It brings a whole lot of interesting ideas to the ways that politics can be in the future, and how the future of the world might be in ten thousand years with or eight thousand years with all the galaxies and all the planets kind of aligning and just 
joining each other because it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see how they deal with the future of this of this kind of film franchise, if you will. If they if they stop after Dune Part Two, would be a little upsetting because there are five other books, but <clears throat> they can really dive right in and just do every book, adapt them, maybe make the last one Part Two, and you go with the other ones are just one parts. But there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of source material, a lot of great characters, a lot of great character development and growth that we kind of get the start of a little bit of a feeling in this first movie. And just as it just goes on, you just get more character growth, more character development in these books. And story is just great. It's great. It's really interesting, especially when they start bringing in the Emperor, who I think we'll get introduced to in Dune Part 2. They might have him have a Baron Harkonnen kind of role where he's not doesn't have a huge role in the film, but we see him a few times, and he's scary as hell. Might have that kind of role where they kind of set him up for the films to come, if you will, because I really think that this franchise is really going to go in the ground running. I think Dune, Dune 1, it's done really well at the box office, uh, even with it being on HBO Max for the first month that it's out, which is coming up soon, a few more days, and it's gone off, off of HBO Max, so... We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it happens. We'll see how this franchise goes moving forward with Dune Part 2. There's going to be a lot that they're going to have to hash out in that second film. A lot that they're going to have to set up. And Villain Wave is the perfect guy to do it. He's he's a great actor. Uh, I'm sorry, he's a great director. And this is one of the first films he was involved, complete hands-on with writing the script. He's done that before in the past a little bit. But if his films, this is the first one of his ten major films that he's done where he had his hands all over the cookie jar of the script. He was involved head to toe. Everything in, involved was to him and one or two other people. And really cool to see him do a script because we haven't seen that before. We've just seen him taking a script and he just directs the film. But this is the first time that we saw him actually hands-on completely with the film from top to bottom. It was all in a way who had his fingerprints all over it. And I could see it with some of the direction of the film. Really interesting to see that he was a huge voice in this writing room. And he was all over the script because really great job at it. Someone that's read the book, I think he did a perfect job at adapting pretty much the first half of the, of the, of the first book. And I'm just excited to see how, this, how the series kind of wraps up, how they do part two. Will it end there, or will they do other, or will they adapt the other five books? That's a question that I'm wondering right now, and I think it's going to be. I think he's the perfect guy to do this. He really is. He's, pro he, he honestly is probably, of directors in their prime. I'd say he's probably my favorite director right now around. Really is Blade Runner twenty forty nine to this day is really honestly my favorite movie of all time. Really is. Call me crazy if you want. It, it's just. It's my favorite. I, I love that movie completely. And Dune was really excited when he was announced as the director. And did a perfect job. Really, really great job. And I can't wait to see what he does with Dune Part 2 and hopefully the other films. So I think that'll wrap it up for my review on Dune. It's about 20 minutes. That's usually what I like to do for movie reviews. Keep it short and sweet. Having a lot of details potential details about sequels and whatnot. 
that's what I've done, that's what I did, and that's what I enjoy. So thank you all for listening to this episode of Big Talk with Big Nate. I'll be back soon with another episode. Might do one on the World Series final game preview or just like a review of the postseason of the playoffs or the World Series preview of the MLB offseason as a whole. So stay tuned for that. Eternals is coming up next week. I'll be doing a podcast review for that as well. Might be a little bit longer, but we'll see. So, everybody, thank you all for listening. Listen to Big Talk with Big Nate. And remember, stay happy, be happy.